Welcome, everyone, to the Emery Score. I am Jackson. I am joined by Molly. Hi. Hi, Molly. Here we are at the end of everything, at the end of the road, at the final cut. This is our final issue on Good Apollo and Burning Star 4 from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness, both comic and album. They both happen. We've been delayed as well. It's very stressful to get these episodes out. We've had very busy lives. Yeah. The bi-weekly schedule is not as fixed as it used to be. We've been... I've, I've worked the last couple weekends, which makes it yeah. even harder to do stuff like this. Um, Jackson, would you say that this is no beginning? I would say this is no beginning. This is the final cut. This is the final cut. This is the final cut. Um, this is the final issue uh, of the comic, issue 12. Uh, we did a little detour as we were waiting for this issue to come out into the other uh, version for 2005. So uh, let's see how it holds up against that. Yeah, and now we have the actual ending. If we remember what happened last time uh, was Ambelina got murked. Uh, but we have our regular summary, as is the case, that is in the inside of the slip of the, uh, of the comic. Would you like to read that for us, Molly? Absolutely. For the barely, for for the rest of the class, yes. uh, barely holding on with their lives, the remaining Irobots try to evacuate the battlefield, but Sizer insists that they cannot leave without Chase, the Visual. At the front steps of House Atlantic, with the defeat of William Ryan at his fingertips, Claudio detours into the Willing Well in search of Ambelina and comes face to face with the Creator. The Creator lashes out at Claudio for not following his script, which doesn't go over well, and thus leaves our characters wondering: Will there be no world for tomorrow? I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm out. Peace. I'm, ca- I'm cancelling this podcast. Done. <laughs> Goodbye. Fuck you. Fuck, no you can't write that. Will there be... You know what, Jackson? Here's the real question. Will there be no world for tomorrow? Will we get that series? Who knows? I, I, I actually don't know. I like, have no idea. Seven I have years not heard a thing. No, like, no one knows what happens in No World for Tomorrow, guys. <laughs> you can't... You can't do this to us. It's, it's just... If we wait for today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, march down. We're coming. Lead them All to right. run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so close. That's a little preview so, of what we've so got soon. next time. Yeah, we got some things in the middle there. We have an obligation to fulfill. We do. We do. We do. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. let's little take a look at this comic, issue 12. Uh, which last time the final panel was uh, uh, Ambelina getting like stabbed through the heart by the by the priest. Yeah, um, and Claudio is like, no, <laughs> she's dying. She's dying, and um, so we open this issue. Ambelina's still dying. She's not very happy about it. Uh, we we see her blood is silver, by the way. It's like white silver. Um, great you choice. Say it. You can just say it. It just looks like cum. It just she's, yep. <laughs> she's got cum blood. <laughs> it looks like she's got cum blood. It's not a good aesthetic. It's not good. I don't know why they went with that. Uh. Anyway, Chase is still hanging out on the wall. I f- I don't know when this happened, but she got pinned to the wall by her shirt. So you know, yeah, I know, but I didn't I didn't see it happen. So she's just been you know her two foot tall self. Just hanging out on a cave wall, stuck, uh, hanging from the clothing line. Um, And the last priest uh, is wheezing, and uh, Ryder looks at it and says, Oh, you perfect dumb creature, I'll miss you, but your work is finally done here. And he pats it on the head, and it turns to dust. Yeah, it's like, you are, I free you, I am God, you can turn to dust now. It's time, Uh, you've you've done your work. 
as Claudia is like weeping over Ambelina. Uh, the shots of everyone crying are really bad. Or the panels, I guess. I always say shots because I yeah. think in film. But um, they're really bad. The, 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 the tears, are they're just, it doesn't look good. Especially when she's got cum blood. Yeah, um, <laughs> when she's got cum blood, it kind of makes it look like people have cum tears too. I won't lie to you. I won't lie. There's a, yeah, no. Um, and so he just, she does the big goodbye. She's like, if I, if, if I was able to, if it was in my design, I believe I could have loved you uh and she dies and she dies uh, and he screams no uh and um, then we got a big sad panel of him crying over her corpse her dead corpse that i cannot stress enough how gross the cum blood looks <laughs> i cannot even begin to stress enough how terrible a choice this was it's so bad like when we get to the part where he's like leaning over her and it's like pooling yeah. on the ground it's like less bad no, it's actually you, as bad as ever Is it worse? Been. Is that when it's the worst? She looks like she's dying in a pile of cum. Yeah. She lo- it looks just like my doujins. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> like. Fuck mm. no, that's it. We've all been on the internet. We all know what someone's <laughs> bad drawing of horny ladies are like. I'm not the only person who's seen <laughs> bad art before. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> Listen, uh, I've anyway. committed a sin or two, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, at this point, hilariously, Claudio remembers he's the crowing and tries to he tries to revive <laughs> He's like, oh shit, wait. I can just bring her back to life because I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> at which point, uh, the writer literally says, no, you can't. That would like completely undermine it. Uh, undermine like all the drama out of the situation uh so for arbitrary reasons uh death in my hand is irreversible he's just like uh, the writer's like leaning over he's got like a hand on his hip he's like Mm-mm. uh and then he's just you know folds his arms across his chest and then claudio's like oh wait so instead i'm going to kill you um having forgotten that he is god and <laughs> he, he you know this didn't go well for you before bud yeah, so he starts finding God again uh, as Wilhelm Ryan looks out the window and sees like explosions and is like, has no one gone to investigate the big green explosion happening over there? Has <laughs> no is nobody's taking a look at that one? Um, but uh, he says that Crom has also confirmed that the rebellion is nearly disintegrated. Death and Wolf should be returning soon, and we can turn our attention to bigger problems. We don't know where Mayo is though. We don't know where Mayo is. He disappeared in the last issue. Um, meanwhile, uh, Sizer, Hack, and Manny are going on a road trip, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just in a truck. <laughs> they're just in a truck. Uh, why don't we wait at the arbor? Uh, others may turn up there. And then, uh, Hack goes, are you fucking stupid? That is like the most obvious place we can wait. You, are you dumb? Do you uh, just want us to die? And then Sizer's like, but I love my sister. Where's my, where's my sister? What if they already have her? And then Hack's like, okay, well, they might already, but it's not like we can just go find her. Uh, and then the Red Army finds them immediately. <laughs> and then they're, they're immediately caught, so this is all pointless. Um, we cut back to Claudio and Ryder, who has the grossest upper lip right now. Just gotta say. Uh, <laughs> this, his facial hair is getting worse over the course of this issue. It's really true. Um, Claudio says, we're not finished here. And then God says... Yeah, we are. I did what I needed to do. Uh, I think you're going to do what you got to do now. 
that rage will serve you well in the days ahead, Claudio. Hold it inside yourself to fuel the end. Your time has come, crowing. You're burning star four. Uh, and then Claudio turns around and he's like, actually, I think I'm going to go kiss my dead wife again. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryder walks away uh, and he like uh, lies down next to his wife, his, his blue wife. Uh, his blue dead she- cum covered wife. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there again, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh huh. By the and way, yeah. all her blood has pooled behind her, so it looks like she has wings. Get it? Do you get it? Yeah, remember when she burnt her wings? Remember that? Yeah, remember that? I remember that. You should never have given these up, Ambelina. I didn't deserve your sacrifice. This whole shit hole of a galaxy didn't deserve what you gave it, which is true. It's true. That is fair. And then he walks away, leaving her with her blood. Come blood wings. I I can't write. Well, she's. We don't see her again. So we don't see her again. That's it. It's over now. We're done. Enough. No more weird blood. Um, (laughs) And the rider, uh, rider god, is walking through. Just, just walking. Just just having, just having a normal one. Uh, when when the cops show up, the, the Red Army shows up and they're like, hey, freeze. Squadron 2 to House Atlantic, suspect is secured. And he's like, I'm God, so you can all go away now. Yeah, and he's like, Uh, get out of my way. Uh, and they all push him to the ground, and he's like, as your creator, I command you to obey my orders. Um, and then he pulls out a scythe, the, a, a very scythe tiny scythe, yeah. a sickle. Yeah. I guess it's a sickle. I guess that it is a sickle. Yeah, yes. with a but skull like a, on it, it. But it's got a skull on it, and it's got spikes, like it's serrated. Yeah, extremely more, serrated. It, yeah, not serrated in the way you think of a knife. Like, it's got blades and spikes on it. Yeah. Um, um, and then... The Red Army yells, he's armed, take him out, and they shoot the fuck out of him. Yeah, and then he's, like, bleeding, he's confused, because he's God, and uh, if you've read a story before, you know what's happening. <laughs> I've never read a story, please explain. Oh, uh, well, then it cuts uh, back uh, to him uh, in the real world, where he also has the scythe, and the actual cops are there, filling him full of bullets. Hey, where did he get that? He just had the scythe around. He just the, had the real, that. Well, the real sickle that he has doesn't have all the serrated edges. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a nice, funny touch. Oh, man. It, mm, fantasy, fantasy weapons. Uh, yeah, Ryder in the real world gets shot the fuck up by the police. Yep. Um, somebody has called the cops, and uh, there is a dead suspect. They put a body, or they uh, cover him with a blanket, uh, and the cops go inside. While we have the little prophecy from the beginning of the comic, if man should decide to dabble in my affairs, a guardian must intervene, etc., etc. Um, and my favorite part of this is that the police have drawn circles around all of the crumpled up pieces of paper that are around his house as evidence. Yes. Um, and I think that is true. I think that's what they do. Do they do that around like I mean, every I, piece of paper? I, I guess they only did I mean, it for kn- bodies. I don't know. It Whatever. depends. Right. I mean, cops are terrible and lazy and bad, so it's presumably true. this all depends on like what the situation is. Yeah. Um, it just looks goofy. But anyway, we turn the page and guess who's dead? Erica's dead. He murdered Erica. He is murdered Erica somewhere. Twist. Somewhere she is in there all of this. Li- she is there lying, tied on the chair, uh, murdered, throat slit. Um, so this is a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot. This is a... Huh. So the entire point of the album and the story up until now, as it has been understood, right, is uh, you need to kill your fictional wife so that you don't kill your real wife. Yes. 
So, like, through the processing of your trauma, in, like, the, the charitable good reading, which it doesn't achieve, I'm not defending the comic, it's fucking Absolutely terrible. Absolutely not. But the, the, the argument the comic and the story puts forth is that through, uh, like, fictional... Um, through like control of a fictional world, like you are must confront your own trauma that way, uh, and the characters in the world must learn because you're God, blah blah blah, all that bullshit. Uh, that completely falls apart when you also kill your real wife. Um, <laughs> when your real wife is dead at your hand, maybe that's not. And like, it's weird because if you're like if if now is the comic sa- like I don't think it's actually saying this because it's not coherent enough to make a statement like this, but. Considering the history of like who's writing this and who wrote the original and blah 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 blah, blah uh, and all that stuff that everyone knows about by now, it's like I, it's basically saying that killing your fictional wife is the same thing as killing your real wife. That your trauma in the real world and the fictional world are like interconnected, and you can't use your creations as, as a crutch because that violence extends. Uh, like it is making literal the violence done to women in this comic in a way that is I don't. No, if the, like, I don't think it makes it better, right? I don't think I'm not saying that, like no. by killing Erica, they are condemning the writer for being more evil. Well, I mean, I guess they kind of are because he gets shot and left because he does get than, shot the fuck up. But also, getting, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a real consequence. In it a way, it doesn't feel like a real consequence. Like, th- there's a kernel of an idea here of like, what if we take an album that was all about uh, this the sympathetic look inside this one guy's mind, who's the monster inside all of us, and just tear him to shreds. Uh, literally kill him and show his violence as being real and worth investigating and worth like condemning but the co- there's not enough hit, like that's not what the ant- comic's actually about it's just a tag at the end and be like oh another dead woman isn't yes. that dramatic it just uses the, the, this imagery for shock value and ends up feeling even more gross like adding Erica's butchered corpse to this uh, to this final issue doesn't suddenly make it more like uh what's the word like honest about the issues it's portraying it yeah. just mi- pl- brings us up as an extra shock and it's weird because it, she's written a comic based on her husband's work about her husband killing her like through multiple letters layers of like metaphor but that's what the comic's about yeah yes that's that's what the comic's about that's what the, that is what this whole comic is about then you could get like do they do they go to couples therapy have they talked about this Mm. Hard like, to say. Have they talked about how I made a I, I made an album about killing you, but like not really killing you because I had to like process my murder of you onto like fictional beings, and then she one ups him like, yeah, well I made an album about how you're processing your trauma. Uh, I made a comic about how you're processing your trauma and killing fictional me is the same thing as killing real me. What would you like for dinner, honey? Like what? <laughs> this is insane. Uh, mm. This comic's bananas. How is this allowed? <laughs> <laughs> the comics are a lawless land. Anything people is possible. People like Coheed and Cambria. As like a, the people like this story. Yeah, people think this is deep, uh, and it is maybe kind of deep, but not in the way that they think. Well, we'll move on to the next bit. Anyway, on the next page, hey, guess who's back? It's Mayo. It's Mayo. He's here. It's Mayo. He's here. He is. He's, he's here, like, infiltrating some in. ruins. He's dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> He's um, sneaking through the ruins. He breaks into the gray lava, and he he walks up to the captain's chair. And there's a self destruct self destruct sequence activated. Uh, it's counting down five, four, three, two, and he presses a button and it stops. Uh, and then he leans over to the facial recognition spot, and it says scanning files. 
Welcome home, Inferno. So remember when uh, God Jesse had a weird damn it. beast? <laughs> remember when we were like, oh, I wonder what's happened to Mayo. Now at least Jesse's dead and Mayo's still around, hopefully. Like maybe like that USB stick would have done something, but we want Mayo back. Mayo's gotta still be in this, right? We can't lose Mayo. And then so- I said and then I said the words, Oh no, what if Jesse inserted himself into Mayo's body? And, and cursed like, us no, for eternity. I was like, no, that would never happen. So this means that Jesse has a USB stick backup of himself on his person at all How times. often do you think he updates that? I don't know. <laughs> wonder which Jesse we're getting. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this is uh, implying that Jesse has just taken over Mayo's body and uh, Jesse lives on through Mayo's form. Was this the plot of Get Out? I mean, basically, right? He has literally put himself in the, the black character in this comic. Yeah, I think this might the, be Get Out. The the weird motorcycle, like, biker dude uh, is in the black guy's mind now. I hate this. I hate every- Also, his eye doesn't glow red anymore. It glows blue, because now he's good. Fuck off! <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. I hate this. Fuck you. Claudio Sanchez is my mortal enemy. The, the one-two punch of Anem, now Jesse's Mayo- and here's Erica's mangled corpse. It's just, fuck this comic. Fuck this band. This sucks. Fuck this. This sucks. I can't believe we did this podcast. We did this We did this to ourselves, really. This is what we get. This is what we get. We really did this. We didn't have to do this podcast. No, we didn't. We just decided to. And then we got a little invested and then punched repeatedly. And... And then we come to the actual ending, which is Claudio and Chase standing, watching the city burn uh, as Chase goes, isn't it strange how something so awful can be, uh, isn't it strange how something so awful can almost seem beautiful from a distance? No. Not allowed. No. Not allowed to do that what? at the end no. of your comic. Like, isn't, like, you can't say, isn't wasn't this all poignant? Isn't so beautiful from, yes. from here? From here, <laughs> think about so it, far removed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember when you 10 years it. ago when I wrote this album? I'm sorry, Jax. I've interrupted you like four times now. <laughs> That's fine. Remember 10 years ago when I wrote this album? It's what a disaster. What a beautiful disaster that was. Okay, go ahead. But she's just like, you know, wasn't this poignant when you all think about it? When you really think about it, wasn't this book good? <laughs> <laughs> like, when you like sit back and think about it, wasn't this a good book? Wasn't this a good Is one? what that line is. I love You're not one. allowed to do that. And then uh, Claudio just looks to the burning city, and we get like a final panel of, uh, I don't know what that is. So weird... Claudio's like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I feel really connected to my parents right now. They were murderers. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> can't, we can't. Chase says, what do you think they'd want you to do now? And she, And Claudio says, I don't know, Chase, but maybe that's the point after all. Maybe not knowing is the only thing we can really count on. This is how the last comic ended. (laughs) This was all pointless. This was all pointless. This is the second time we've had an entire comic that is to get Claudia to the point where maybe my parents are dead and I can choose my own destiny, but also I am destined, so I'm going to do my destiny thing. Like, we've done this twice now. Oh, my God. It With the exact same, and except he's talking to a little girl now instead of a dog. Um, well, I guess that's an upgrade. She's not a little is, girl. Well, right. No, she's she's a little girl who wants to be a big girl. Uh, she's a fully grown She's a fully grown robot inside hate, of a little girl. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, the last panels are like a swarm of dragonflies uh, that are just like eating this city. 
and then there's a big red monster that's made out of like the... yeah, tissue spaghetti spaghetti, spaghetti. Uh, spaghetti tissues. Here. Gritty's here. Gritty's here. <laughs> How dare you? That's mean to Gritty. <laughs> no, that's mean to be gritty. nice to Gritty. Be nice to Gritty. But yeah, so like things are bad. Everyone's scattered to the wind. Uh, Ryan's. Uh, I mean, God literally got murdered, so Ryan's God again, by default. <laughs> yep, that is true. God is dead, so now Ryan is... He was right. God... Remember when he was like... God, God did abandon this universe. Remember when he literally said that, therefore I'm God, and now that is just true? Ryan is the only character in this who has any any sense. I can't believe that is true, but it is. Owns. This owns, actually. Never mind. Everything's good now. Let's let's just become big Ryan stands instead now and just do <laughs> well, that. Mayo's not Mayo's not here. Yeah, Mayo's not here anymore, so we gotta move on to somebody else. Uh, why did the, Why did Erica die? Why any of this? Why did Erica I don't understand why Erica died. She could have lived and then just gone on to do anything else. They didn't need that. Why did they do it? The entire story's like, um, metaphor about like how uh erica represents all these things and you know everything it's saying about fiction becomes entirely pointless when the answer is oh he was just evil the whole time right yeah like they're not engaging with misogyny or with the things that he's doing or with the violence that he's doing or they're not engaging with the way this replicates throughout fiction and throughout real life and how those two things are interlinked there's no engagement with that it's just oh wasn't he evil look at this dead woman again um, yeah, like oh, he I'm was like, bad, and now he's dead. Isn't, isn't that good? And I'm like, I guess it was good, and it's good that you like think he's like. I guess the acknowledgement that at, he is evil is a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah, like th- th- there's a like I said, there's a kernel of something here, but it doesn't go far enough enough to be important, and th- it doesn't play the like reveal of Erica's death to actually be a condemnation of uh of like what it means to be like an edge lord dude writer. It yeah, plays that it just plays as. Because it this already is an edgelord comic, even if it's written by the like ugh, the weird snake eating its own tail stuff of like how this comic was made and who wrote it and what came from who. It's a it's wild. What a weird relationship to unpack. Yeah, there's there's a lot this, going on there. It's you know it's not our business, uh, but when you put it in a comic, it kind of becomes our business. Yeah, like I don't know what's going on in their real life. Yeah, uh, like whatever to that. But Jesus Christ. But like the art and the like compiling over decades of this stuff going back and forth from multiple sources like it is weird to see just that put out into the world it feels very naked in how like this is what it's about it is um it's just strange it's uh, very strange the bad comic damage shook you comic still sucks uh can't wait to read the uh, next one can't wait to read the ne- well there's no comic for the next album yeah so we're just gonna do short episodes about the songs i suppose yeah, we'll we'll uh, figure something out. We'll talk about something. We'll try to guess what the story is, and then we'll see how wrong we are when the comic finally comes out like next year or something. Um, but then after that, we have a full novel. When so, is... When did No World for Tomorrow come out? 2007. Was it 2007? It was 2007. Are we already like past due for their weird never-ender tour for it, really? It was. I mean, if it what wasn't last year, then they didn't. Didn't they do one last year? They did one last year for um, the first good Apollo. Uh, then they're not doing it for you. They must be doing it anymore. next year or something. They, uh, yeah, because, because they yeah. had the new album out. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, also, nobody wants a No World for Tomorrow Never End at all. Yeah, I know. It's going to be fucking terrible, but I'll go anyway. Like, no one's like, oh, yeah, let's go see the entirety of No oh, World for Tomorrow. Oh, fuck, yeah, before. I wanted to hear somebody sing Justice in Murder. <laughs> oh, fuck, I need to hear Radio Bye Bye again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. Upcoming, a song called Upcoming. Radio Bye Bye. Uh, Radio Bye Bye. But that's that's it. That's the comic. It that's sucks. The comic. It sucked, and I hate it. And they killed the only character I like. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Claudio. Everybody. Thanks. The coward. <laughs> the coward, Claudio Sanchez, and his cowardly wife, Chandra. Whoa. Yeah, I'm not that's going right. There. I'm going there. She wrote it. You're going she there? wrote she... it, Jackson. She wrote her own murder. She wrote her own murder. She wrote the murder of those I love. The, se- the second we get into, like, the real world implications and metaphors of this, it all becomes just, like, you can't even talk... You can't even talk about it! It's, like... It's taboo. It's, like... It's That's just, why I'm, they're I doing it. I feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable. I feel like I've, like, walked in on something. It's... It's <laughs> extremely... Like, it's in the same realm as, like, don't ship real-life people, except they wrote a comic them. about themselves, <laughs> and then they were like, don't touch this. <laughs> like, this is... Here's our entire lives spelled out for you, but if you say anything about us... That's weird. Why did you do it? I did, uh, anyway, there's still one more song on this album. It's the final cut. This is it's it. It's the final cut. This is the final cut. The Willing Well 4, the final cut. That's the song we're listening to. That's the song. Um, hope you like that sick opening, because it is pretty sick. Yeah, well, uh, they're going to play it for six minutes straight. They are going to play it. Well, no, they're going to play it for like five minutes, and then they're going to like have 30 seconds of silence and some babies cooing. Um, and then um, there's going to be this part at the end of it that is... From what I've read, something to do with Led Zeppelin, but I don't know. It just kind of sounds stupid. That's the end of this album. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, really I'm fit. I told it was something to do with Led Zeppelin, and I'm like, what? Okay, sure, whatever. Sure, yeah, what? I uh, guess. So here's the song. It's the final song on the album. This is uh, what will become a tradition um, at this point of the slow jam at the end of the album because uh, we had a uh, Light in the Glass last time. This is not as good as Light in the Glass. No, the Light in the Glass Straight fucking up. slaps. The song is kind of it's it's okay. This song's fine. It is the weakest winning well song. Yep, absolutely. Um, And it is, I will say, hard to follow those three up. Yeah, no, it's been a a real load of bangers. Just really long bangers, like 25 minutes worth of banging. Like, it's just real good. And then we have this, and it's fine. It is finer than them. I like this song quite a bit. Uh, It has maybe even more problematic lyrics than last time. A selfish little whore. I'm the selfish little whore. If I had my way, I'd crush your face in the door. We'll see. I mean, it's up for debate, right? Because this band is evil. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the previous song was worse. And it's still bad on this one, but I don't think it could get worse than... This is worse... Uh, when you don't know what the law is. This is, is this worse is because bad. it is straight in your face. There's no hidden, like, actually it's secretly about this here. This is where he drops the act and just says, I want to fucking kill you. Uh, yeah, let me just... Uh, yeah, let's just do it because we're dancing around it. 
we're, we're getting the lyrics. I'm going to get these lyrics up right here. Yeah. Um, so we got, uh, as always, uh, strong language and slurs are about to happen. Uh, so consider yourself warned. Uh, but yeah, it's not very many. It's not very many lyrics to this song. It's mostly a jam. But the lyrics we do have are. In the final curtain call, you left me here with the coldest of feelings, the weight kind depression, blessing the floor with the places you stepped in. But will they ever measure up to the way you left me, here by the roadside, the bloodiest cadaver, marked in your words, I'm the joke, I'm the bastard. Here wait, so I guess that you knew, that you're a selfish little whore, I'm the selfish little whore, if I had my way, I'd crush your face in the door. That's basically the entire song. That's pretty much the whole song, there's some parts where you said this is no beginning, this is the final cut. That's it. But, but that's, that's, then that's that is the, the, whole the song. That is that is the rest of it. Wow, Claudio, you good? The entire thing, the emotional like journey of this album and the grand catharsis is literally a man admitting, I want to murder my wife. This <laughs> I want says, to murder I, this woman who broke up with me. Because, like, you know, we say wife. They weren't <laughs> together like that at the time, at the yes, very so this least. Is a, this so, is a breakup album. Yeah, this is a but breakup the, the, album. The big climactic catharsis is, if I had my way, I'd crush your face in the door. That's how angry I am about this breakup. You yeah. left me alone. This is e- and, it's, and it's just like, whoa! Like, because everything before this is wrapped up in, like, this dumb bullshit story, this dumb metaphor for, like, all the things he's feeling. And then finally he's like, you know what? I need to write a real one. <laughs> There's, there's no, like, story here. There is nothing. There's no, like, links to the Amory Wars. There's no names. There's no, like, talking about my children and the fiction and blah, blah, blah. It's literally just, you broke up with me, so I need to kill you, is the, like, emotional content of this song. And it's, like, in the context of the album, that is like, frank, like, Claudio knows he's not allowed to kill, like, Claudio knows that's not a good thing, right? He's not saying, I actually want to kill my wife. Yeah. What he is saying is that it is good to get this catharsis, this, like, violent misogynistic catharsis out of you in any way you can, and not to critique that, but the the thing that men have to do, uh, men being, like, him writing this album by extension, the audience, isn't, like, examine that as a, like, perspective on, like, relationships, but to just, uh, m- manage it as like the inherent darkness of man like yeah. that's just a thing that will always happen to us we're always gonna like want to murder people when they break up with us and we just have to manage ourselves to make sure we don't that's like that's deep and I'm like, it's not deep you can it's, also just not be like that you could just like not want to do violence like you can maybe like step away from this and think about it but no we yeah, have to no, yeah that's not like i said the only head the only head emotion is anger it's the only one yeah it's it's wild. It's it's like a, you know, it's an extended uh, women be breaking up with me like this <laughs> bit. <laughs> Damn, Claudio, it do be like that. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know, lyrics are bad, it's, but... Um, you know, and he still gets to say, you know, he still gets to hide behind the rest of the album for his feelings, right? Because, like, you know, he can say, well, this song is actually about the writer, you know, doing this because even though even though this is he's the most like, bare the bones, yes, even though this is like the most bare bones, I'm laying this out. He still made a whole album before this that's all bullshit story nonsense. So he still doesn't have to like take uh, responsibility for writing this. Uh, the entire album is essentially a that like Tumblr post that's like if you were a Make a Wish kid and your final <laughs> wish was to murder your wife, would that be okay? <laughs> <laughs> Like it's a, it is a bunch of intellectualizing and framing around 
to make a context where it is okay to uh, yell this in your big song, which is completely unnecessary because you're basically an emo band at that point. It's yeah, okay, every, dude. a lot of people do it anyway. Like you <laughs> didn't have to do all it. this. <laughs> I don't like. Have you listened to any like emo band ever, Claudio? You don't need to write, write a story to like hide your feelings about women. You could just put the right. A lot of people just people throw it out still there. Buy your albums. <laughs> <laughs> it might even sell better. <laughs> yeah. Right. Rivers Kino is very successful. He's he's extremely successful. <laughs> Write song about candy and like weird food now. I don't know. Uh yeah. 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 Uh, but the, the the bulk of the song is like that is the, the vocals are like the first couple minutes and then it's basically an extended jam session guitar solo uh, live this song goes on for like 20 fucking minutes sometimes. oh my god yeah uh, the the specific inc- let's let's speak of this incident now <laughs> the, the, speak speak of the the unspeakable <laughs> the unspeakable act um, at the the first never under tour they did where they played so they did their first four albums and then they were like the whole story. Yeah, they did the whole story, let's say, and then they finished it, and they were like, you know what, let's do a tour where we play all four of those albums over four nights in four different cities. So 16 shows, basically. Um, And they released the DVD version of, I think, the New York one. Um, It was the New York one. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, during this album, at the end of this song, because, like, this is their most popular album. They know everybody's going to be here for this one. Uh, They play this song. And you know the first the first five minutes normal, and then normal song, yes. and then um, a theremin is wheeled out, uh, and no no before that they start doing the weird vocal thing with the little the weird tube thing on yeah so it goes Travis's solos and Travis has like a voice box that goes to the guitar and he's like doing uh, the like basically fun- you know doing the thing where you hook a voice box through the guitar and your mouth functions as like the wah pedal. Um, which is all it is. It's like a little tube that's that, yeah. modifier that brings the sound through your mouth. So he's playing the guitar and going, wow, yeah, wow, yeah. And yelling, what do again. you want? Because, you know. Yes. Because, yes, he's going, what do you fiction. want? But he's not. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a theremin gets wheeled out shortly after this. <laughs> <laughs> Claudio uh, plays the, the, just, it's kind of, it's bad. Bad. Claudio even, plays the theremin? He does do that. It's not very this, good. We're, we're not even halfway through. No. <laughs> Um, they, the they each every member of the band gets a solo they play uh and one by one they walk off stage this does yeah. include i'm pretty sure the bongo guy does get a solo in there somewhere yes do, do the two girls get a solo no they're just out when or they i think they leave first when the solos start because they don't do anything <laughs> same Big mood. Huge uh, the mood. Final t- the final two nights of Neverender have two uh, female backing vocalists that they got uh, to like just help with the, the singing. Um, it's a weird choice because it doesn't actually work with the live context at all. And also, uh, they really brought them in for this album, huh? They, they yeah, were, we really need two women to come in on this one where I hate women. Just the most. It's, it's a lot. Uh, anyway, so after the keyboard guy does his solo, because they brought in a keyboard guy also... Um, we, we are left with only the drummer for only this show and one album, Chris Penny, um, Chris Penny, bastard motherfucker. Um, I hate him. I hate Chris Penny. He, uh, you know, he's still playing the drums. He's been playing the drums and then the, the crowd starts yelling, Chris, Chris, Chris. And then he plays a five and a half minute drum solo, five and a half minute drum solo. 
five and a half minute drum solo. Oh my god, it went on forever. And this is well, on ha- the DVD version of the show. You've never been to a show where you've seen the drum solo. You had no. you had one where you've like they've played this right, but you yeah, had the like I f- went like this was post Chris. Yeah, I went to the to the recent. Um, uh, God, what the fuck is this album called? Uh, I'm Bernie Star Four. Good Apollo. Blah blah blah. I went to this first. They did a Never Ender last year, uh, yeah. where they played every song. Uh, it was great, and they did a you know they did some stuff for this. The but it wasn't come out. The, there was no theremin unfor- unfortunately i would have loved to see that actually live theremin <laughs> yeah. i just yeah. want to see that and be like yeah it's some shit huh um i mean when you're getting on your bullshit the theremin is a good like i'm like yeah bring out the <laughs> like, theremin. Fuck yeah, dude. five minute drum solo is way less fun like i'm on three beers deep into this show already like let's go <laughs> but uh, also like here's that me getting mad a five minute drum solo is not just bad it also ruins the song uh, the entire point of this song and the song as like a jam session is that you have the constant um, drum line and bass line. It just yeah. and like that is the pulse throughout the song and you get varying different solos and riffs and ideas and that, that is what a jam is. That is literally what the whole, it's what you do. When you r- abandon the rhythm to go for five minutes then you're not you're not riffing on the song anymore you're just playing you're just hitting things i i'm a drummer but i hate drum solos fundamentally philosophically opposed to drum solos yeah no one cares that's not what the drums are for the drums are to like define the rest of the music they are to give the space uh like for the other musicians to play along like what's why it's called a rhythm section that's what the drum bass it's the, do. it's the support of bands and a, like a drum solo can be a bit where drums play on their own can be fine even for an extended section you can have a nice rhythm uh, especially in like one that can get the cloud clapping along but like drums should not be something that you do to an end even when you're like performing cool drum shit you should have it like the audience should be invited to do something other than just marvel at your amazing skill yeah that's uh, the thing because like, like this is just like the first minute everybody's like oh this is so cool and then the next five everybody's like yo chris could you stop jerking off on stage like we get it <laughs> yeah like you want to have a little bit of that and then you go into the thing and i would have like if i was doing this i would have uh like done a few different shorter solo sections in between everyone else's solos uh yeah i feel like the, the like intense feels work better when they're uh like when they're given short context sweet. by the existing well well yeah that too but they also have to be given context by the rhythm of the song once once the pulse of the song leaves and once he doesn't always come back to the six eight like tempo um it just goes bad like it, I yeah don't, it's bad uh but anyway I, this isn't the real song like the real song is is doesn't have any of this but we have to understand we've been traumatized by this five and a half minute drum solo for years <laughs> and i hate we chris have to get penny. out <laughs> i hate chris penny and you'll understand why once we get to oh, once we uh, get to uh Guns of the Summer. black rainbow i mean even just that whole fucking album i mean gather summer is only track two yeah it's mm yeah mm. uh-huh yep sure is anyway um anyway yeah so why versus song? this song are pretty wild i would give this song like a seven i would give it a six yeah it, i think it's pretty good uh and pretty i good. like the parts yeah. that are good and i never want to listen to it live yep no i think the song's fine the jam's fine i like some of the guitar solo bits i like the way it closes off the album the lyrics are terrible but you know what's new 
Yeah. Uh, fun note about that live show I went to. I was like, after they finished playing that, and you know they're gonna do an encore. I was like, you know, there's only really one song I want to hear at this encore, and it's Island. And then if I don't hear that, like, I'm probably gonna leave. And then they played Island, and then they started another song. I'm like, cool, I'm out, peace. Like, what was the song after Island? Uh, it might have been Devil in Jersey City. Alright, we dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Please, I, I honestly do. I bet I could look it up if I wanted to. Uh, I bet there's something online. But um, yeah, they also did play well, an acoustic version of Devil in Jersey City for the opening of the show. That wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, like on levels. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Anyway, yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's this album. We finished. We're done. We finished done. Good Apollo Volume One. For Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. That's what it's called. Um, it's true. Never Ender Good Apollo. Oh, no. I can't type. Uh, set list. You just go to set list of them and type in your city. Like, oh, I don't. Process. I, listen, I haven't done this before. I don't know anything. Set list FM. What's your city? Seattle. Well, you saw them there. You didn't have to go anywhere else. Nope. It was in Seattle. Coheed Seattle. Uh, 2017? Yep. Good Apollo and Burning Stuff Up at the show. Oh, box. it was Delirium Trigger. I see. I found it already. Yeah, oh, uh, but you did miss Island Keeping Delirium Secrets. Trigger. Yeah, I did miss In Keeping Secrets, but I had seen the uh, other... Damn, maybe I should have seen. Oh, the other... I had been to the other Never... I have been to the other Never Under, so like it's not like I haven't seen In Keeping Secrets yeah. played live a couple times. Uh, but it still does always bop. And Keeping Secrets is so good live. It's I, such a I good will never song. forget going to the show... Uh, in London, and this girl uh, just gives me devil eyes, <laughs> uh, and is so mad at me when, like, at the f- in the final encore, uh, they've just played a song. The lights go red. They've like holding the notes, like, Wah. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, guys, I wonder what it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> this girl was not impressed. <laughs> she was so not impressed. God. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And they play Welcome Home. Like, oh, shit. Who could have seen this Who could have known? <laughs> oh, that girl. So mad good. at me. Sorry for ruining your night. Whoever you are. <laughs> Whoever you are. Uh, know that we care. I God. don't. No. Um, we anyway. We would be done. We're, we would be done. But we're not. We're not done. In the time since our last recording in this one, Cody and Cambria have released an album. A whole album. A whole last they album. did it. Um, We've already last heard time, five songs from it. <laughs> yeah, last time we talked about Old Flames, which was the fourth single somehow. <laughs> uh, sure was. They're bad at releasing singles. I've said this before. They're fucking terrible at it. Like, since their third album, they have been fucking garbage at releasing the songs off their albums. I feel like um, Year of the Black Rainbow had a pretty good single. Uh, the Broken uh, was pretty good. They released the Broken and um, Here We Are Juggernaut up for the album. Yeah, came out, but then they did a... Far. Yeah, but that was after the album came out. Was it post album? Okay, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Broken and then Here We Are Juggernaut was a good set of singles to get you excited for that and then disappoint you. Um, yeah, no, like they're but, like definitely up there and t- like they made the right choice, I guess, to release those as singles. Well, because there was nothing else on that fucking. Oh, listen, we'll get there. We'll... They didn't release Word of Lines. They could have released Word of Lines. Nah, we'll get still, there. Yeah, we'll get we'll there. Have a Word of Lines episode later. Uh, but <laughs> yes, the, the uh, Vaxus Part One, the Unheavenly Creatures, came out earlier this month. Um, 
and it's here and we've listened through it and we're going to have a short discussion about it we're not going to talk about the lore because you know we'll probably get to that when we go by these songs song by song also recently claudio said he doesn't know where this fits in in the timeline and i'm so fucking mad at him now uh but he literally wrote a novel yeah but he doesn't know where it is he you know whatever i mean he said it's it's it doesn't matter in the i'm just saying in the most recent interview he said i don't know, where I know but he, the album literally begins with like far beyond our future but far beyond our past or whatever like yes it could be well in the past it could be well in the future it is so separate that it doesn't matter it's like i'm fairly sure what i just think I get it. that he should get over himself i mean that too also no one knows when the things that already happened happened because you haven't finished the story that's true Anyway. Anyway. What did you think of the unheavenly creatures? I know. <laughs> I okay. really don't like this album. Uh, it's time for me to confess something that I've been holding on to for months now, is that is I have no idea what you mean when you say the word overproduced. I have a vague understanding of it, but like this I, 7, I, don't know enough, I don't know enough about music to understand. Okay, so every time there's a guitar in this album, it is like got the heaviest distortion, a bunch of reverb, all the drums feel like they're recorded in like a massive like arena. It is all... The sound is big. Uh, sure. sound is like layered in a way that like you listen to uh in keeping secrets and it's like here's a drum kit here's one guitar yeah there's no overdubbing in that album to the way that there is here um and it allows it to just feel more stripped back and let the music like do its work the the guitar is too much in this album the guitar is like uh there's like definitely multiple layers of it and it's also the like settings they're using are really big and beefy and 80s yeah um and I just I really don't like the production at all on any of these songs. Uh, I think my favorite song on the album are Old Flames, which is still the best song on the album. And I kind of like Toys. Uh, Toys is pretty good. S- six and a half minutes long. And I, it's a three minute song at most. That is but. not a good. It, it should be shorter. Six uh, it's and still a half really minutes good. long. It's still a really good song. Um, I don't hate most. Like I, I guess what I'll say is I will listen to like most of the songs on this album. Um, Black Sunday is laughably bad. Uh, yes, it is. Um, Queen of the Dark also laughably bad. Um, True Ugly is fine. Uh, and when we get to Love Protocol, I actually like that one. Pavilion, I think, is really good. Love Protocol also just has kind of a really good chorus. That 
lot, so that carries a lot of it. Nighttime Walkers has a good back half. Also, it's called Nighttime Walkers, so, you know, take that as you will. There's a couple bits in this album that I'm like, that was okay. Like, I think the yeah. bits of the pavilion are all right. Uh, but I think the cumulative effect of... Uh, it is um, 13 songs in a row. Uh, there is not in a row. There's not a single and song on this album that is under four minutes long. No, all the songs are over four minutes. Most of them are over five minutes. Uh, there's no sense of pace. Like, it could all. It could be. I, th- I think more longer songs would have worked better if they could have built the like flow into the album, right? Yeah. But um, it just ends up all blurring together, and they all sound very similar. I know this is like a, the, the complaint all of our friends use on the albums we already like. So I feel like weird even saying it. I feel like um, you're hoisting yourself right now. I feel like I'm hoisting myself slightly. Uh, but there's no song on this album that's anywhere near as distinctive and like, holy shit, look, listen to this as the suffering. There's no song that like stands out in that way. Um, there's no song. Like, I, I, you can argue, make an argument for Old Flames, but it I was gonna say, I think Old late. Flames get close, gets close, but it has that dumb intro and out. Like, if you cut the intro and outro to Old Flames, I think that it is close to being something as distinctive as The Suffering. Also, when I talk about, like, overproduced, imagine if Old Flames started out really stretched back and then got more, like, big feeling as it got to the na 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 section. Yeah, There's totally. no build throughout that song. Yeah. Like, it is. Crate is like way too big throughout. Even though the start of that song is literally just a single palm muted guitar, but like that's when it's a that's a good song to look at production wise. What I mean because it like you could just listen to Broadway Summer and the beginning of Old Frames to understand the difference in the way these albums approach the sound. Uh, I was complaining about the production for months. Shortly afterwards, I learned out that this was their first self produced album. They, they self produced it. They yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> Owned, destroyed, ripped oh, me. It. Got him. Claudio, come on, buddy. Uh, I wish The Dark Sentencer was a better song. I really wish The Dark Sentencer was a better song. Which one? Oh, The Dark Sentencer? Yeah, I think it's fine. I still think it's fine. I usually, when I was listening to this album, I would skip Dark Sentencer and Unheavenly Creatures. I know how I feel about those songs. Like, I've I've listened to them enough already. Um, Mm. Dark Sentencer, I think, actually is still pretty good. Um, I just, like, I like the pulsing parts of it, but the chorus never builds up to something sing-along, like, any of the ones that they like no, no world for tomorrow domino incoming seekers all have better choruses than dark sanderson uh so even though the pulsing section they're like yeah yeah is good the the like um bits where you need the soaring sing-along bits just don't work which is basically what i said before yeah uh, uh yeah i mean like to- we've been over some of this stuff um but, like toys is one of the new songs that like um i think it's one of the more standard album toys was a good album. surprise yeah uh, uh i will say kind of like the gutter you kind of like the gutter? I kind of like the gutter. Dude, why? Yeah, I know. I don't know. That, that, I kind of like it. I don't know. Wait, that's the, we already talked about that. I know. It's the one that sucks. It's yeah, the one that was awful. The, yeah, the, I know. The, I kinda, the terrible I kinda, queen I kinda, bit. I know. I kind of like it now. I know. I know. I know. I know I, I'm glad you get to enjoy the coheed. Yeah, I, 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 I am enjoying it. Also, Lucky Stars is... Get the fuck out. Quit writing that song. Stop it. It's just... End yeah. the album on a five-minute acoustic slow jam. Just about how stop. Much how lucky they are to be together. Wow, isn't it so nice? Let me try to rewrite faithfully. <laughs> Fuck. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and it, I. They really have to stop. I really do think they should. They really need to stop making that song. They re, they do it every album. Just stop, guys. It's not where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be doing other things. Save it for Chani and Clyde, okay? <laughs> I 
forgot about Johnny and Clyde. I will never forget about Johnny and Clyde. Well, I, I wish I I had briefly for like Johnny. a single shining moment. Johnny and Clyde. Ah, oh, God. But yeah, like the reason I like toys um, is because uh, most of the songs in this album are very standard Coheed songs, right? Where they're like uh, mid to high tempo, but mostly mid tempo rock songs. Yeah. Um, and Toys isn't that, but it's got like a slightly different rhythm in the riff. It's like, yeah, it's got it's a really a interesting riff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the drums uh, move about to like, uh, you know, to adjust for that. Yeah, uh, I so feel like and also feel. I feel like having Toys come up that early, like, makes you expect something, and it does not deliver on that thing. No, because it's like, when you get to the Aftermath albums, which we'll get to soon, those mm-hmm. albums, because there's two of them, I guess, uh, but there are songs in that that are like, this very distinctive, like, oh, it's time for this kind of song now. Yeah. Uh, that album has a flow throughout both parts. I never think, oh, these are all, these songs are all blended together. Well, I guess I kind of do in the back half of part one. Uh, yes. Like when we get through, you know, all the, um, uh, what, are, what are they called? The, 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 the Key the, Entity the, Extractions. The Key Entity Extraction Saga. It's bad mm-hmm. sucks. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get into some real shit. Oh, Hollywood the Cracked. Hollywood the Cracked. But yeah, I don't know. Uh kind of disappointed with this album. Uh Toys is okay. All Flames is pretty good. Um we've gone through some of the other songs. I'm just not that into it as a whole. Yeah. Um I I think it is a pretty good album. I think they should do better on the next one for sure. Like well, it's that would be nice. Yeah, I mean, like obviously, right? But I, I think that they have room to improve, and I hope that they know that. Um, because like I like a lot of the stuff here, and if they improved it, it would be really good. Like it, it's it. There's a lot of stuff here that could be super good if they fix it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, still a lot of my complaints come down to the production. Um, yeah. Just, I really just would get, like them to just just ease off a bit. Just, just get the, just get somebody to help you. Just get somebody to help uh, you, and somebody who doesn't suck to help you. I mean, who did, who did Afterman? Uh, that was uh, the uh, people that did um, Good Apollo. Yeah, and, uh, bring Kingdom him back Seekers. in. That was the, like uh, the, the because I know they let that. what what's his name do uh, Black Rainbow. And, ooh, ooh, yikes! Or what Rick Rubin? <laughs> what, whatever that guy's name was. Yikes, dude. Yeah. Yes. No. I. I mean, he, there was another producer from the album, so I assume Rick Rubin came in and did like three. Like yeah, and then and somebody like, did something Hey, maybe else. make it louder. And I was like, thanks, Rick Rubin, for all your help. <laughs> um, I, but, like, comparing the production of this album to uh, Year of the Black Rainbow, like, Year of the Black Rainbow is not a well-produced album, right? But it yeah. is a very distinctively produced album. It has a sound. Um, it has a sound. It's a bad sound, but it's very intentional. Yeah, uh, and uh, this, this doesn't have a very like, unique sound. This is just a case of like, yeah, big guitars. And I'm like, you can do better than big guitars. I know you, you have can. done better like, than big guitars. You've done you've done songs that feel so much bigger than these songs with so much less. Like uh, Welcome Home doesn't have the like level of intense production that's going on here, and it feels like bigger than any of these songs. Yeah, and um, I guess I, when I when you said that, I immediately thought of the suffering. We already brought it up yeah, earlier, but it, it's way up. bigger. And like I guess on some level, it's like they wrote the songs inside them that were they're going to be their best songs. Uh, like, yes, I, yeah, I, I don't. Like, if I they did better to... than their old stuff, I would be very impressed. Um, but it's because this album exists to like go back to their old stuff, right? Because no one liked the new stuff. Because when you don't have a bunch of bullshit to like uh, pretend that it's about, everything falls apart. When it has to be about what it's already about, everyone's like, "This doesn't mean anything," and it's bad, Claudia. Yeah, 
So you have to write a story to pretend there's meaning here. And not just, when I'm on tour, my wife might leave me. <laughs> it's, about, it's about that, too. It's still about it's that. It's about that. It's still about that. Damn. But yeah, that's, that's my feeling. I hate I'm, it when I go on tour. Uh, don't you just? I really hope the next album's better. We'll see. Um, yeah, I uh, like uh, I said, I like this. So if we get a better next album, I'll be very happy. That's that's where like we're at. like Old Flames prove they can just still write a nice pop song. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I feel like being the one Coheed fan going, Coheed, when are you going to write a nice three-minute pop song? Is like setting myself to get owned. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no one else wants that. So I mean, I want that. There's a few of us. Some of us do want that. And you know what, Jackson, you're valid. Bye bye, beautiful. Yeah, don't bother to write though. Yeah, don't yep. bother to write. All right, uh, that was an hour's worth of Coheed and Cambria. That was a fucking podcast. I'm That's, gonna lie you the fuck down. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, tell me, or I can tell you where I am on the internet first, if you'd like. If you, I mean, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do the fuck. Yeah. Uh you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with Y E R. You can find me at autoentropy.com and you can find me at patreon.com slash Molly Reinbeck. You can find me on Twitter at Headfuls Off. You could find other podcasts that I do at Abnormal Mapping and mostly with my friend M, who is the other co host on Abnormal Mapping. Uh we have a bunch of podcasts there, uh including Abnormal Mapping, which is the game club. Uh, st- second of the slogan which is a Star Trek podcast blah 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 you can support us at Patreon at patreon.com slash mapping and get access to the Great Gundam Project our weekly Gundam podcast which is everyone's favourite of the podcasts I do yeah. so you should you should get in on that everyone likes the Gundam go listen to Gundam go listen to Gundam alright that's it I'm going to play the song now uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time bye whenever that is whenever the just something final cut this isn't the beginning of the podcast you good? yeah <laughs> Face in my